and welcome to the Santiago E-Pre Enotes, where I, Jack George Maynard, fill you in on all the details to each team on what was a crazy Santiago E-Pre. It just reminded me of an old-fashioned touring car race due to the amount of bumping and barging we saw. It was absolutely mental to watch, but at the same time, it was a great E-Pre. But to kick off the episode, we have to start with BMW and Max Gunther, who took victory. Gunther was able to use the strategy of attack mode and then he was able to manage the temperatures of his car to win the race. He was able to pass Evans first and on the last lap he passed Acosta again in what was a mega battle between the pair in the closing stages of the race. He said the win mainly came down to his managing of attack mode and when the team decided to use it and then from there on it was all about managing the conditions and then picking the pass right in with Acosta. He said, you know, he's coming to the end, he said it's either now or never and he decided he just had to do it. Thankfully, though, for him, the Costa was coasting a bit because he was managing battery temperatures, and we'll get onto that a bit later in the episode when we talk about Tech Cheetah. So that allowed him to sail past the outside of turn nine and move into the lead of the race with two corners to go and take victory and becoming the youngest Formula E driver to do so. Alexander Sims, though, for BMW, you know, starting 15th, it was just a race really where he was just too aggressive from the start. He started 15th and it just looked like a do or die race for him. So I wasn't surprised to see him sort of retire due to damage. And I remember right at the beginning of the race, you know, he was down, he took four cars down the inside into the turn 10 hairpin and he just got completely clattered into his cars just were not expecting him to be there. So when he retired, I, you know, it, it was inevitable really. So a shame for him, but Despite that, he's still second in the championship and only a couple of points behind the leader of Van Dorn, which we'll get onto uh, in a moment. But yeah, it was just a race where I didn't think Sims needed to be so aggressive off the start. And maybe he could have managed the race a bit better and picked off some points and maybe still be in the lead of the championship. So I think one to learn really for Alexander Sims. So then Tech Cheetah, moving on to them. They had a fine race and they were unlucky with Jev, really. You know, the front wing failed. Obviously, starting down, they were down 10th and 11th. So they were coming through the field, obviously picked up some damage along the way. But then, you know, Jev's wing, it just it just failed. And oh, it's a shame because sometimes when you watch Formula E races, they don't fail. They just they, they sit there, think Frines back in Paris when he won last year in the rain. His front wing was moving, not as damaged specifically the same as John Eric Verne's, but it wasn't it wasn't secure Freinders' front wing in Paris. But on this occasion for Jeff, it failed. And I was surprised to see him pit because obviously he managed to lose, he lost the wheel cover, but then they brought him into the pits. But maybe there was bigger problems I hear with the car because of all the damage that was being done while the, while the thing was scraping on the floor. So I think that's probably why they brought him in and decided to retire. De Costa, as we said, we finished second. He felt that they told him wrong information so he could pass Gunther. So obviously they felt like, from interviews that we have, I've heard from De Costa and the team so far, they just felt like, you know, get past Gunther by as fast as we can, as quick as we can, and then try and manage the temperatures and manage the race from there because at least then they're managing it from the lead of the race. And to be fair to them, it nearly did work. You know, they got to the final lap with the last two corners to go before Gunther managed to go round the outside. And De Costa was a little bit shorter on energy as well. So obviously they were trying to save that from what he used to pass Gunther. But to finish second from starting down in 10th is a good result. Obviously, they probably felt they could have won the race. Tech Cheetah again shown that they have the pace, but maybe they used it a bit wrong. And that's why they didn't win the race. So but overall, I think. You know, a strong race from Tech Cheetah and, you know, 10th and 11th and they nearly could have had a double podium. So you can never count them out wherever they qualify. 
So Jaguar, it was an okay race for them. A great drive for, from Evans, really, to get the second pole. And it was just a lapse in strategy that they said. Obviously, they used the second attack mode very quickly. Half an hour to go, basically, is when they used the second attack mode. And, and Evans, from then, didn't really have the pace to then match. He said he had some system issues on the steering wheel at the beginning of the race, so it was a bit hard to sort of manage the car in that sense. So maybe, but he did have good race pace then, but obviously that must have hampered him towards the end. So he sort of, you know, fell out of favour there. But he managed to pick up third, so that's, you know, it's still a good result at the end of the day, but you could see Evans was completely destroyed at the end of the race on the podium. But, you know, for Jaguar, I still think that's a good result. And Collado managed to pick up points in eight for the team, so good for him on, obviously, now his third race, so obviously still picking up that experience. But, you know, as Evan said for Jaguar, there's still just a little bit of work to do. Mahindra. Now, Verline admitted that fourth was probably the best they could do. Obviously, he had a great start, managed to pass Gunther off the line to get into second, but he just didn't really have the race pace from there. And he just felt, you know what, fourth was the best that we can do. There's still a lot of changes going on at Mahindra, so there's still a lot for them to work on with this, this new Season 6 powertrain. So he was actually satisfied to finish in fourth. D'Ambrosio, just a really difficult day, obviously, in qualifying. He had that technical problem, drivetrain failure coming out of the last corner, uh, which then put him right back the back down the order. And then in the race, he managed to get an, a penalty for not respecting a throttle map issue during the race. So a really bad day for, for Mahindra in terms of D'Ambrosio, but at least they were able to pick up some points with Pascal Verline. Now, Mercedes. Who would have thought that Van Dorn would be leaving the Drivers' Championship at this stage? It's just, it's amazing to think. But again, a really strong performance by Mercedes. They showed great pace, finishing 5th and 6th. De Vries was handed a 5-second penalty for not respecting an instruction manual from an FIA supplier. He did finish 3rd on the road, but was obviously moved back to 5th with Van Dorn in 6th. So, a great performance by Mercedes, obviously being very consistent at the moment, which we know in Formula E is critical. Now, Audi. Degrassi came from 22nd on the grid to finish in 7th, and he said that that felt like a win. Apto was given a 30-second time penalty for causing a collision, but Audi just seemed to be a bit off the pace. It was a good comeback drive, but you have to remember, seven cars weren't classified, and there was a chunk of time penalties applied. So there's got to be some concerned faces at Audi already, and I think you can tell that by just the way they're talking, the way Alan McNish might be talking. It just looks like that they know they're not quite up there to fight with BMW, Tech Cheetah, Virgin, maybe even Jaguar. You know, there's, they've got a bit of work to do. So I think already you're going to start seeing some concerned faces. And we're going back to Mexico in the next race, a race where they won. So if they are unable really to compete or, you know, even challenge for a podium in Mexico, then I think they're going to get some really concerned faces already at Audi. So Venturi, the pace from them was really strong, but they ended up blaming their race down to contact with other drivers. Mortara said that a collision with the Costa broke his right front suspension and Massa was hit by App, so it could have really been a double points finish for Venturi. And Massa also said at the beginning of the race that he picked up Wheelspin from his fourth spot, which put him down back the order. So, you know, it could have been a completely different story for Venturi if they didn't, you know, if they kept their noses clean, which obviously in Formula E is very difficult. Even themselves, they didn't 
keep their noses clean because Mortara passing Massa put Massa basically in the wall and he lost two positions from that. So it's a shame really because that team obviously when they can get a chance to pick up a big haul of points like they could have done in Santiago, it's a real shame that it just it wasn't able to come together and Massa just picked up two points for the team in a race where they could have easily picked up like 18 for example. So a shame for Venturi but at least they've got the Mercedes powertrain. So on the Mercedes are obviously doing quite well. So it actually looks like it was a good decision to switch to Mercedes rather than making their own powertrain because, you know, they are there or thereabouts. They can fight for points on a regular basis, which is, a, you know, a massive difference to what Venturi were normally doing in the first five seasons. It was just odd races where they'd be fighting up there and the rest of the time they would be nowhere in existence. So I think good move at so far to switch to Mercedes because the pace looks there. So we'll just have to see how Venturi sort of continue from now on in so virgin racing it was just a terrible day for the team bird was hit twice and was spun round as well and he had to recover from obviously a real bad group qualifying session obviously was in group one so didn't qualify that high Fryan said that he had his mistake in qualifying where he spun at turn one doing a complete 360 completely ruined his race because he was at the back and he got tangled in an incident which gave him a puncture causing him to retire. You know the team both Fryan's and Bird are happy with the pace of the car but they feel like if the race was less like Dodgems you know they'd be able to make the progress up the field that they'd expect and Sam Bird didn't manage to pick up two points and he only finished in 10th picking up one point but then had the fastest lap so therefore took the extra point for that so yeah you know they looked quick you saw that in in Deria for Virgin Racing it was just qualifying the group one and group two qualifying six groups completely hampered Virgin Racing and they were at the back and you get caught up so many times in Formula E with incidents at the back so it's just you have to put it down as one of those races so hopefully for them in Mexico they are able to move forward and actually beware Virgin Racing want to be now Porsche they had a double retirement Lotterer was actually disqualified because he was using over 200 kilowatts of power he was clocked at 230 kilowatts so it was a straight disqualification for him after the race but it didn't really affect the the race itself because he was he was also given a penalty for causing a collision which was 10 seconds and he also got a reprimand for an unsafe rejoin so it was a pretty horrible race for for Lotterer and Porsche and it wasn't any better for Neil Yarny because he was at the towards the back of the grid and got caught up in crashes at the start and you know he ended up retiring the rate from the race as well so a really difficult day for Porsche. Dragon he was 12th while Hartley didn't finish Muller he also had a penalty he had a 10 second penalty for causing a collision and the team say it was a technical failure for Hartley for his retirement so again a tough day for the American team you know a little bit of promise they've got a little bit of speed but didn't didn't really come to anything in Santiago so a shame for them so then moving on to Neo, it was a great day for Turvey, obviously. With P5 and Superboy, you have to remember that they are using a Season 5 powertrain. But, shame for him, he couldn't keep up, though, in the race, and he finished just outside the points in P11. He was a bit further down, but due to others' time penalties, he was pushed up to P11. Shame, maybe that P10, you know, it wasn't quite there. Mardo, on the other hand, had a ton of penalties. He had time penalties for not using attack mode. Again, he, another another penalty for not respecting, you know, the instructions of the FIA supplier. So there was just a ton of penalties for Mar. So again, not a fabulous race for for him and and for Neo, sadly. But you know, good signs. Hopefully, you know, Turvey can 
just keep outperforming that car and actually try and get some points this season. It would be an, a massive achievement for the Neo 333 team. Okay, so finally Nissan, it was a tough race for them. Roland was out with a crash, but he did go out again, but he did get a drive-through for causing a collision with Apton Bird. And he also got two penalty points for that collision as well on, on his license. But Wayne also got a penalty for, again, just like D'Ambrosio, not respecting the correct throttle map. So really and truly a horrible day for Nissan. No points for them. You know, and again, a team that probably needs to pick up points when others sort of slip up. And it just it wasn't to be for Nissan today. So that's about everything. It was a crazy race in Santiago with so many incidents and so many penalties. So I hope you're all caught up from what was really one of the most eventful races so far this season and probably one of the most eventful races that we've had. It's probably got to be up there with the amount of penalties and crashes that we've seen. So it was an absolutely crazy race. But thank you so much for listening. Uh, please remember if you're really enjoying these videos to please leave a like or subscribe. It helps out the channel massively. If there's anything sort of feedback that you want to see or want to be improved or think that can be improved please we're always we're always welcome to those sorts of suggestions so thank you so much for watching and we'll see you very soon goodbye